the main message on my heart that I want to share with you. In actual fact, I'm going to begin to teach um, on, on a very important subject that I believe will bless you. This will probably go for weeks. I want to begin to speak to you on what is entitled Mighty Manifestations of the Spirit. Say it with me. Mighty Manifestations of the Spirit. I want to begin to teach on this. Um, as a pastor here at the river, I want to see the river church here in Istanbul go to a whole new level in the operations of the Spirit of God. This is a major responsibility, and I want to, I, I want to, I want to deliver this message to you, and as I do, I want to see the Lord begin to stir something fresh in each of us to rise up to a place where we begin to operate in the things of the Spirit at a whole new level. I truly believe that there are heights and there are depths in the spirit that we can access. And like the apostles of old in the book of Acts, I want to say that it feels good to the Holy Spirit. And it feels good to me to teach on this subject. And as a congregation... I, want, I, I truly want to see us rise up to a whole new place in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost in our meetings. And I want to ask you, even as I begin to deal with this subject, to open up your hearts and to release your faith to see God begin to do something new amongst us. As I teach along these lines, I believe that a greater desire will be birthing you to see the manifestation of the Spirit. What I'm going to start doing from today is to lay a solid foundation that's necessary for us to understand this subject. And we shall eventually delve into each of the gifts of the Spirit and really extensively talk about the workings of the gifts of the Spirit. So before we start looking at this this morning, I'd like for us to pray, and I want us to open our hearts and believe that the Lord will speak to us today, and the Lord will open our eyes to see these things that are, that are available to us as a church family. Dear Heavenly Father, the River Church in Istanbul are here this morning. And Lord, we are requesting and we are demanding in the name of Jesus that you will open our eyes to see what is available to us as a family, as a church, in the things and in the move of the Holy Spirit. The Lord, as we begin to lay a foundation on this subject, the Lord, the foundation will be laid properly in the hearts and in the lives of each one of us. And Lord, we shall delve into the gifts of the Spirit and we shall begin to see how they flow and how they operate. But Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that this will not just be informational, but rather this will be an impactful life-changing message. The Lord, even as we begin to look into these things, Lord, that the people here at the river will begin to realize that these things are available to each of us. They are not available to a select few. These gifts are available to each of us. And Lord, we shall see that these gifts will flow as the Spirit of God wills. Father, we want to thank you today because as we begin this series, 
as we begin these teachings, the Lord, you will cause me to declare your word today with such authority and boldness and accuracy. I pray, Lord, that you will make my tongue like the pen of a ready writer, that I might declare your word here today. I pray that every heart is receptive. I pray, Lord, that there will be a download of your word in the life of each person that will bear much fruit. We give you the praise and the glory. Holy Spirit, take over right now. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone shout, Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to start teaching on mighty manifestations of the Spirit. Because it is my desire to see mighty manifestations of the Spirit in our church. It is my desire to see each of us rise up in the gifts of the Spirit and see the Spirit of God begin to flow through us in these demonstrations that come only by the Holy Spirit. And I want us to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, like I said to you, I want to begin to lay a solid foundation on this topic, on this subject, and we shall eventually delve into the gifts, and we shall begin to look at each of them, but I'm not sure we shall be able to look at these gifts today. But just follow me as I follow Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going to read from verse number 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So as we begin to deal with these gifts, any form of ignorance in people will, ha will, have to, will have to leave. You cannot be ignorant when we are done teaching on this subject. I do not want you to be ignorant. Verse 2 says, you know that ye were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts. I want you to take note of that. There are diversities. Well, the word diversities here means different kinds. So there are different kinds of gifts. We can read it that way. We can say there are different kinds of gifts. So there are different kinds of gifts or there are diversities of gifts but the same Spirit. So it is the Holy Spirit that operates through believers with these gifts. But we can see that it says here that there are different kinds, there are diversities. The Holy Spirit does not just have one gift, the Holy Spirit have different gifts that he wants to begin to operate through our lives. Can someone say amen? Verse number five says, there are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who walks all in all. Now, look at verse 7. Verse 7 will begin to inform you of the topic that we are dealing with, mighty manifestations of the Spirit. Verse 7 says, but the manifestation of the Spirit, the manifestation of the Spirit, so the Spirit wants to manifest. Are you listening to me? And we at the river here in Istanbul, must create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can manifest amongst us. 
That is the reason why I feel obligated to teach along these lines because when I teach along these lines, then we can create the right atmosphere, the right atmosphere in us internally, the right atmosphere in us mentally, and the right atmosphere in our church services where the Holy Spirit can move and manifest these gifts in our midst. There are so many churches, there are so many ministers, there are so many preachers that have relegated the Holy Spirit to the back burner, to the back seat. But we are not going to relegate the Holy Spirit to the back seat. We must allow the Holy Spirit to manifest in our midst and to do the things that He wants done. We are not going to be a dry church. We're going to be a church that's fluid. We're going to be a church that's working in the spirit. We're going to be a church that appreciates the presence of God. We're going to be a church that appreciates the glory and the power and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That is the church that we must be. That is the church that we must maintain. That is the place that we must rise up to. So but the manifestation of the spirit watch this, is given to each one for the profit of all. Notice the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Who gives the manifestation? The Holy Spirit is the one who gives the manifestation to each one. To each one. For the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge. Through the same Spirit. To another, faith. By the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings. By the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. We can also add, by the same Spirit. To another, prophecy. By the same Spirit. To another, discerning of spirits. By the same Spirit. To another different kinds of tongues. By the same Spirit. And to another the interpretation of tongues. By the same Spirit. If you notice I've been adding by the same Spirit. Because all these gifts come by the Holy Spirit. Verse 11 says. But one and the same Spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now some of the things that we are reading right now, I'm going to highlight a little bit in this message. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For as the body is one and has many members. Now if you look, use the human anatomy as an example, because if you notice it talks about the body. If you use your physical body as an example, you will understand that your physical body is one but has many parts. You have many parts in your physical body. You have your hands, you have your feet, you have your your your. your your ears, you have your eyes, you have your nose, you have different parts in one body. But all these parts make up one body. Is that correct? So all these parts of your body make up one body. When you get up, you move. All these parts move with you. When you lie down, all these parts of your body lie with you. Are you listening to me? So you can see the unison. You can see, you can see how all the parts of your body work together. That is why we must, we must keep pushing and teaching on the subject of unity within the body of Christ. But let us focus today on our local church here, the river at Istanbul. It's important that uh, we keep preaching and we keep pushing on 
the fact that we are one, and because we are one in Christ, we must stay united. There is power when we are united. We are not a divided body, we are a united body. And my prayer this morning is that each of you will understand that we are one and not two. We are a united body. That is the reason why it is important that we, we pursue one vision. It's important we speak one language. I don't want to be speaking one language and someone else is speaking a language totally opposite to what I'm speaking. I want all of us to speak one language. And, and I as a pastor, I endeavor to also preach the same message to, to, to our Turkish congregation. And so I'm also going to be speaking the same message to our Turkish congregation. I do not think I'll be able to do that today. But from next week, I'll be speaking the same message to our Turkish congregation. And the idea of doing this is to make sure that I keep everybody in one place. In one place. Come on now, say amen. Speak one language, my friends. You are my brother in Christ. You are my sister in Christ. Let us speak one language. Let us get rid of division. Let us get rid of enmity. Let us get rid of strife. Let us get rid of all this bickering and complaining and murmuring. Let us get rid of these things because they don't help. The body is one. The body is one. I mean, I tell you, 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 the eyes does not tell the nose, I don't need you. Your feet does not tell your head, I don't need you. We need to get rid of this independent mentality and adopt interdependent mentality. Did you hear what I just said? Get rid of this independent mentality. It is my life. I can do whatever I want with it. No. Get rid of that independent mentality and, 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 and embrace interdependent mentality. Listen, we are to complete one another. We are not to compete. We are to complete. I'm not after your gift. Come on now, say amen. I'm not after your gift. I do not envy your gift. I praise God for your gift. I praise God for the grace of God upon your life. I praise God for the talents that he's giving to you. I don't envy that. Come on now. You've got your talent. You've got your gift and so has God also given me gifts and talents. And so we are to complement and not to compete. Get rid of the bickering. Get rid of the murmuring. Get rid of the strife. Get rid of the anger. Get rid of, get rid of all of that. Those things are destroying your soul. You don't need them in your life. Those things are causing you to be unproductive. God wants each of us to be productive. Each of us to be productive. So you can see the human anatomy, the body, one body, but many parts. Many parts referring to many functions. My function is not your function. I respect you for what God has gifted and graced you with. Some of you have been gifted with the ability, I mean the ability to to do business. I mean, you, you are so gifted in the marketplace. Everything you touch turns to gold. That is your gift. God has graced you with that. But not everyone has been given that gift. And that's not what I'm talking about today. But I'm just saying to you that it's important to understand that we are not the same. When I say not the same, when it comes to the gifts that has been given to us, we've all been given different responsibilities 
within the church, within the body of Christ. And if everybody, according to the book of Galatians, I believe, where it says, let each one carry their own load. If everyone will carry their own responsibility, the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ here in this city, will rise up to a place where, I tell you, we shake the land, we shake this nation, we begin to affect many, many other nations. We can come together and we can do things in unity to the glory of God and we're going to see a release of greater prosperity. We're going to see a release as a church together. We're going to see a release of greater prosperity. We're going to see a release of greater glory. We're going to see a release of greater power. We're going to see a release of greater things as we come together in unity. The place of unity is a place where God blesses. I've said to people, if you do not like the way things are done in a church, leave that church and find another church where you are well suited. Don't go to a place where you feel you are fish out of water. Don't go to a place where you, you, you don't, I mean, if you don't like the way the church runs their stuff, then just find a place where you like, find a place where you can fit in. I mean, not that I recommend that, but at the end of the day, you need to make a decision if you want to be in a place where you just keep complaining and you just keep whining and you don't like the way it's done, you don't like the way they preach, you don't like the way they pray, you don't like the way... They... No, if you don't like all of that, it means you probably are not part of that family. Then find a place, pray to God, let the Lord reveal to you the place where you need to fit into and you go there, you fit into that place and you enjoy the blessing of the Lord in that place. Because if you are in a place and you're always complaining, you're always whining, you're always grouchy, then you are not going to partake of the greater glory, the greater blessing, the greater grace, the greater productivity that God wants to bring into that church family. I guarantee you, God is going to increase this ministry. God is going to increase our reach. God is going to increase our productivity. God is going to increase our wealth. God is going to increase the grace and the anointing that flows in and through this ministry. And the gifts of the Spirit is going to increase from today. And all these things I'm declaring will increase in this ministry, will increase in Jesus' mighty name. And only those of us that are in absolute unity and in oneness will enjoy these things. Those that are not, I'm sorry, you won't. That is why I'm telling you it's important to begin to make the adjustment in your heart. If you don't feel right in this place right now, then pray and say, God, is this where you want me to be? And if the Lord says, yes, this is the place where I have ordained for you to be, then ask the Lord to change your heart so that you can be a part of this one family and enjoy what God is pouring out upon us, upon this ministry, and upon each of us. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Praise God. Look at verse 14. It says, For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. The body is not one member, referring to the diversities that we have in the body. Just as you have diversities in your physical body, your nose, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your teeth, your tongue, your arms, your hand, your feet, your back. These are different parts of your body. And each part of your body plays a very important role. Now, these are the physical ones that I've talked about. But there are, there are internal parts of you that we don't see like your kidney and your liver and your, your blood vessel. We don't see those, but they are right on the inside of you. And those are also playing important roles in you. Can someone say amen? So each person here at the river will rise up to play an important role in the church. Each of you. Your gift is going to rise up. Your gift is going to blossom. Your gift is going to flourish. And God will use your gift to bless the River Church in Istanbul. But not just the River Church, but your gift will also bless this land and the nations of the world. If you believe it and if you receive it, say amen. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to begin to look at 10 things that you must know as we begin to look at 
the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are ten things that you must know. These ten things are a must. You must know these things. Number one, like I told you, this is foundation of what we shall be talking about. Number one, these gifts are all supernatural. That is the first thing you need to know. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are all supernatural. None of them is natural. And none of them is acquired through education. All the gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. None is natural. None of them can be acquired because you went to school. The word of wisdom, for instance, is not wisdom acquired through learning or wisdom gained through life experience. That's the first thing you need to know. All the gifts of the Spirit are supernatural. Number two, they are given for the profit of all. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit are given for the profit of all. So when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation in our church, we will benefit from it. So whenever the gifts manifest, it is for our benefit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3 to 5, the Bible says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Now notice, so when the gift of prophecy begins to operate in our church, and you operate in the simple gift of prophecy, people are going to be edified. The word edify is to build up. People will be built up. When that gift of prophecy comes, it's going to build people up. And then notice it says edification, exhortation, and comfort. So the simple gift of prophecy will bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. So whenever the gifts of the Spirit operate, they cause us to profit. They benefit the church. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. You can see that, right? So when there's prophecy in the church, the church is edified. The people in the church are edified. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Now what does that mean? He who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Well, it simply means that he who prophesies will be a greater benefit to the body than he who speaks in private tongue. Because if you speak in tongues and you do not uh, interpret the tongue that you're speaking in, then you are only benefiting yourself. You're not benefiting the church. Are you listening? Do you understand that? But when you prophesy, you are speaking to the church. And you are edifying the church, you are exhorting the church, and you are comforting the church. So he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks, or is more beneficial, that's the, 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 the right way to also put it, is more beneficial than he who speaks with tongues. But he who speaks in tongues, of course, is beneficial to himself. Because notice, it says that he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. The word edifies to build up. So when you speak with tongues, you are building up yourself. But when you prophesy, you are building up the church. So that's what it simply means, that he who prophesies is edifying or building up the church. In other words, the person who prophesies is of greater benefit to the church than he who speaks in tongues to edify himself. Are you seeing that? Unless indeed he interprets, that's very important, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Uh, can you see that? So if you speak with tongues and you interpret the tongue that you just spoke in, that is equal to prophecy. So when you speak in tongues and interpret the tongue, then it is prophecy. And what does the Bible say when you speak in tongues and, and interpret? It says that you edify the church. So these gifts are given, number two, for the profit of all. Number three, 
These gifts operate as the Holy Spirit wills, not as we will. You cannot turn it on and off at will. So right now, as I'm teaching on this, I cannot decide right now to give you a message that I see in a vision. I can't just I can't just see a vision right now. You see, I can't just see a vision. I can't just see. I, I can't just come up with my own with my own prophecy. I, I can't just go into the spiritual realm right now and begin to see a vision. I can't decide to see an angel right now. I can't decide to see Jesus right. I can't decide to do that. It is not as we will. It is as He wills. So to prophesy or to, uh, or to have the gift of the word of knowledge operate through you, it's as the Spirit of God wills. So these gifts operate as the Holy Spirit wills, not as we will. You can turn them on and off at will. Can someone say amen? The fourth thing to understand as I'm laying this foundation is when Paul wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, when he wrote to the church at Corinth, he was not writing to an individual in the church. But he was writing to the entire body. Therefore, the church should collectively desire to flow in these gifts. But it is the Holy Ghost who determines who flows in which. Did you get that? So when the letter was written, it was not written to one guy in the church. As I'm teaching this, I'm not teaching to James. If there's anyone by the name James at the river here in Istanbul, I'm not teaching to James alone. I'm talking to the entire body. I'm talking to the entire church. I'm telling the entire church that it is necessary that we rise up together in the gifts of the Spirit. That's exactly what Paul did. Paul wrote to them, as a church, and he encouraged them, and he inspired them to, to desire the gifts of the Spirit, and to see the gifts of the Spirit work in their church. Now, it was their place as a church to desire the gifts of the Spirit, but it was the place of the Holy Spirit to determine who flows in which gift, or in what gift. It is not my place to determine to flow in the gift of prophecy. It is not my place to determine to flow in the gift of the word of knowledge. No, it is the Holy Spirit who determines who does what. Because notice, these gifts will operate as the Spirit of God wills. So I want to say to you that we as, as a people here at the river as a family, should all desire to flow in the gifts of the Spirit and understand that it is the Holy Spirit who determines who flows in what. Is that helping you? Is the Holy Spirit who determines who flows in, in what? I can't put it on you to prophesy. I can't put it on you to go to bed tonight and see a dream. I can't, listen, you, can, you, can't even, you can't even put your head on your pillow and, and, and start praying to have a dream tonight. Because some people have, have probably done that and have, have, have seen stuff that they shouldn't have seen. They've seen stuff that, that's not from God. Are you listening to me? I can't put that on you. I can't put, I can't put that on you. Neither should you put that on yourself. We just have to desire the gifts of the Spirit. Say it with me. I desire the gifts of the Spirit. Say this. Say, Holy Spirit, use me in the gifts of the Spirit as you will. Not as I will, but as you will. Holy Spirit, I am open 
I want to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. I desire the gifts of the Spirit. But I yield to your decision. Let the gifts flow through me as you will. If you believe it, say amen. The fifth thing that you must know is this. Praying to flow in these gifts is good. But until we begin to teach on these things, the church won't operate in them. You see, it, it's one thing to pray. I, I truly, I, I believe it was necessary for us to pray that there comes an increase of the gifts of the Spirit in our church. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago when we had our Thursday prayer and fasting. When I told you that we, we had to pray for an increase of the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, because I'll be honest with you, recently the Lord has been dealing with me uh, on these things. And, and that's the reason why I asked us to pray that there is an increase of the manifestation of the Spirit of God or the gifts of the Spirit in our midst. And that's why I asked us to pray and fast. But you see, it's one thing to pray and fast and expect these things to move, but it's a whole different thing to teach along these lines. And listen, the preaching and the teaching of these things is what will produce the hunger, is what will produce uh, the atmosphere for us to see the gifts of the Spirit begin to flow in our church. And that is the reason why I'm taking on my job to teach you. I'm taking on my job to talk about these gifts. And I'm telling you, this is foundation. When we get to, when we get to these gifts, it, it will be, you will be amazed at the things that we shall be talking about. I will even give you my personal uh, experiences, my stories, some of the things that have happened through my life as the Holy Spirit, as He willed, used me in the gifts of the Spirit. I mean, I, I, I'm going to share some of these things with you and I'm sure that as I share these things with you, your, your, your faith is going to be stirred up and you're going to begin to hunger and, and, and deeper for the things of the Spirit to flow through your life. So number five, praying to flow in these gifts is good, but until we begin to teach on these things, the church won't operate in them. And that's my job and that's why I'm doing it. Number six, these gifts are not for a select few. That is a place to say amen. These gifts are not for a select few. This is a major misconception. Some people think that the, the gifts of the Spirit are for a select special few. No, no, no. That is a misconception. That's not true. These gifts are not for a select few. These gifts are for the body of Christ. Number seven, these gifts are not for the very mature only. In actual fact, flowing in the Spirit of flowing in these gifts is not the main sign of spiritual maturity. Now, don't get me wrong. When I say it's not the main sign of spiritual maturity, you, you, you do come to a place of spiritual maturity where you understand uh, uh, how, the, how the Spirit moves and how the Spirit flows, understanding the way of the wind. And, and, and also with years of learning and years of practice, sometimes you, you miss it. But if you miss it, rep repent. But years of learning and years of practice, uh, one, of the, one of the things I, I'm still listening, man, we, we, are all, we are all growing, we are all learning. We are all growing, we are all learning. It's just amazing how the Lord will speak to me about stuff, things about people, secret stuff. And, and sometimes I wake up, from the dream, and I just wonder in my mind, is this really happening? You know? Is this happening? At one time, I was just thinking, Lord, why are you showing me all this stuff? Uh, you know, I was thinking, <laughs> it was in my head, and I did not verbalize it, but in my head, I was just thinking to myself, Lord, I don't want to see these things about people. I mean, secret stuff, deep stuff about people. You know, um, but the more you, you learn, you grow in these things, uh, the better handle you have on these things. 
and I, 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 I just get, you just get to the point where you say, look, it is God speaking. I'm not going to even rationalize anymore. I'm not going to even, I'm not even going to try to, listen, it is God speaking. It's God speaking. Can someone say amen? But I, I still need to say this, number seven, that these gifts are not for the very mature only. Because sometimes people think it's only for pastors, yes? For ministers of the gospel, you need these gifts in operation in your life consistently to stand in your office. See, God is giving us different uh, ministry gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Right? To build up the members of the body of Christ. If, 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 if God thought it wasn't necessary for, for, for you to have people teach you and impart into you, then God would not have given us the fivefold ministry in Ephesians chapter 4. But in his wisdom, he, he knew that it, is, that it is necessary for you to have people that are in places of leadership, spiritual leadership, to impart into your life and to teach you and to, and to minister to you. And that is why he gave us the fivefold ministry. Think about the ministry of a prophet, for instance. The prophet must have, it's a must, the prophet must have the gift of prophecy constantly in operation in his ministry, and he must also have two of the other revelation gifts that are constantly at work in his ministry. So the gift of the working of, uh, the gift of, uh, of uh, discerning of spirits, that's one of the revelation gifts, and the gift of the word of wisdom, and the gift of the word of knowledge. Now he must have one of these three, I'm sorry, two of these three, constantly working in his ministry plus prophecy. So let's say he has the gift of the word of wisdom and the gift of the word of knowledge plus prophecy. It has to work in his ministry constantly. And I will show you when we get to the, when we, we, we start talking about the gifts, you will discover also that the, the pastor, uh, I'm a pastor by the grace of God, I'm pastoring you. So for the pastor, you need constantly the discerning of spirits at work. And you need the gift of the word, you need the revelation gifts too. The gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of wisdom. Because the gift of the word of knowledge will enable you to see things that you would not be able to see on your own. By the Spirit of God, you will see things in the mind of God about people that have happened or is happening or that will happen. Can someone say amen? But I need you to understand that as much as these gifts operate in those that are according to the fivefold ministry, I believe at a much greater level, at a much greater anointing. It's one thing for somebody to prophesy, the simple gift of prophecy, but it's a whole different level when a prophet is operating in the gift of prophecy. There is a, there is a much greater anointing. Why? Because he needs that constantly working in his ministry to fulfill what God has called him to do. Can someone say amen? As a pastor, think about it, uh, the gift of the word of knowledge, which comes sometimes through trance, vision, dreams. And those have, those have happened to me, uh, God revealing stuff to me about people. I put my head on my pillow, I sleep. Three hours later, four hours later, I'm seeing stuff about somebody, specifically about somebody. I know the person, I know what's happening in their lives. As a pastor, I need that. I need that. That's supernatural pastoring. That's supernatural pastoring. I suspect nobody. I'm not in the business of suspecting people, no? But when I go to bed, I, also, I just don't like people coming to, you know, I don't like people giving me, um, how do I say? I don't like hint. Don't give me hint. I don't like people giving me hint about what's happening in someone else's life. I don't like getting hints from people. I'm open to, yeah, coming to talk to me about what's happening. If you want to talk to me, talk to me about details. 
or coming to give me a hint, oh, you know, there's somebody that is doing this, somebody. If you're not going to give me the name, then just back up. I don't want a hint. I'm going to hear from God. If God speaks to me, and sometimes when he does, I, I mean, I have to pray about it and take the time to know what, you know, you might just have to know, you might just have to know what the Lord wants you to do about the situation. And there are cases where you have to call the person, talk to the person, you know, and it's not, it's not all negative, by the way. There are positive, there are great things that God will reveal to you about people. Amen. I've, I've heard the Lord reveal, I've heard the Lord say stuff, sometimes not even in my dream, just in the course of praying or just, I mean, one moment you're minding your business, the next moment the Lord is giving you something, a download of something he wants to do in someone else's life. Amen. So I'm saying that to say that as a pastor, you see, I need that. That has to happen. That needs to happen. Come on, say amen. That needs to happen. It needs to happen constantly. So, but it might not happen in your life or through your life as much as it happens in my life and through my life. Do you understand that? Because I, I don't think God's going to be showing you the secrets of people in the, in the church. Because <laughs> if he does, what are you going to do with it? You may not, you are not in the position to deal with it. If you understand. I'm not saying that to limit you. I'm just saying that there are things the Lord may not show you. You understand? He will show it to me because I'm in a place of authority to handle it. But he may not show it to you. Praise God. Do you get that? Oh my God. When I start talking about these things, it's going to bless you. It's really going to bless you. And we can all desire that God would use us. We can all desire that God would use us. Use each of us in amazing ways to see the flow of the Spirit of God. There's these mighty, mighty manifestations of God. Praise God. Number eight. Ten things you need to know. Number eight. The baptism into the Holy Spirit releases us into these gifts. The baptism into the Holy Spirit releases us into these gifts. Very important. If you remember in Acts chapter 19, when Paul came to the region of Ephesus, the Bible says that Paul saw some young men, about 12 of them. He asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, we have not heard about the Holy Spirit. Paul said, in whose baptism were you baptized? They said, we were baptized in the baptism of John. Now, at the time Paul met these guys, I, I believe that it was about two or three decades after Jesus had died, resurrected, and gone to heaven. These guys were disciples of John. They were not disciples of Jesus. You know, when John was alive, John had his disciples. In actual fact, when you study the Bible, some of the disciples of John left John and joined on with Jesus. So these young men were disciples of John. So then, then, then Paul asked them, you, you mean you've never heard about, you know, I'm just paraphrasing. You mean you never heard about the, the, the baptism into the Holy Spirit after salvation? Oh, no, we haven't heard about that. Okay. And so Paul talked to them about that. And the Bible says that they believed on the Lord Jesus and Paul laid his hands upon them. Watch this now. Watch this now. It says when Paul laid his hands upon them, they received the Holy Spirit and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Are you seeing that? They received the Holy Spirit, they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. Notice the end prophesying is important. They did not just receive the Holy Spirit and prayed with tongues. They received the Holy Spirit, prayed with tongues, and prophesied. Very important. Very important, because the baptism into the Holy Spirit releases us into these gifts. Number nine, tongues, which is the initial evidence, not the only evidence 
of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the gateway into operating in the spirit realm. You see, when those men received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and prayed in tongues, the next thing they did was prophesy. They, they stepped into a new realm. They stepped into the gifts of the Spirit. They stepped into prophecy. Because they received the Holy Spirit, they spoke with tongues, and they began to prophesy. You see, you see these vocal gifts of, of speaking with tongues, this vocal gift of prophesying, this vocal gift of, of the, the gift of, uh, of, of interpretation of tongues, this vocal gift of diverse kinds of tongues. You see, when you receive the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak with tongues, you open up your life to a whole new arena by the Spirit and you begin to step into the realm of the Spirit and operate in the gifts of the Spirit like never before. Can someone say amen? So tongues is the gateway, speaking with tongues. So I want to encourage you, even in this class, as I begin to finish this message, that you speak with tongues. Speak with tongues regularly. Speak with tongues regularly. Notice what, what the Bible says, that if you pray in tongues, you are edifying yourself. Speak with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My spirit, it is my innermost being. It is my inner man. It is my heart. I mean, I'm using all these words. You can exchange. They are all interchangeable. Innermost being, heart, spirit, you know, uh, the, 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 the inward man of the heart. You know, I mean, these are all words that you can use to refer to the real person. The real person is the spirit. And so as you porota sata lavete, mambre sumondore, wahika nambrate nendele, kobari kapande veyus kenenaya, wapeni ikanombra desh kore ande, wakenem bene kari ikado prazate, wakenende kopale ekadaye. Notice tongues itself is supernatural. The Bible says in the book of Jude verse 20, but, uh, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when you pray in the Spirit, you're building up your spirit man. You're building up your most holy faith. Notice Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, he says, if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays. It is my spirit that's praying. So see, notice it's not my head that's praying. My understanding is not fruitful. Because when I... It is not coming from my understanding. It is coming from my innermost being. It is coming from my inward man. It is coming from the real me. The real me is spirit. It's important to understand that my real person is spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. That is how it is. I am spirit. So when I pray in tongues, I'm praying from the real man. And guess what? As I pray from the real man, the real man becomes so in tune with the spirit of God. Because notice, the spirit of God and my spirit have become one. Come on now, say amen. My spirit and the spirit of God have become one. And so when I go parito to palekedebe, in the amplified version, it says, when you pray in tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit prayeth. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I encourage you, my friends, if you have not received the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to receive that today. At the end of this broadcast, I'm going to pray for you to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. The last thing I want to talk about in this laying, laying this foundation is number 10. These gifts can be divided into three categories. The three categories are power gifts, revelation gifts, and utterance gifts. Now, the power gifts are the gift of faith, the gift of healings, the gifts of healings, and the gift of working of miracles. These are the three in the power gifts. The revelation gifts are the gifts of discerning of spirits, the gift of uh, the word of knowledge, and the gift of the word of wisdom. And the utterance gifts are the gifts of diverse kinds of tongues, the gifts of interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. We shall look into all of these gifts in details, and we pray that as we do, that it will begin to stir on the inside of you.